Welcome, dirty peasants, to episode 17 of the Wartwood Gazette podcast. This week we'll be covering Amphibia Season 1, episode... Hey, what episode are we on? Oh no. Episode 8, Contagion and Family Shrub. I'm your host, Thumbaticon, and joining me today, we have Ben. Hey. And Lemur. Hello. So, like, after, after last week, where we got, like, a bunch of news, I have a feeling that we're probably going to get some, I guess, radio silence from Amphibia News for the next, I guess, few weeks until the... What's that thing called where they, at the, be- at the beginning of the month, they give out, like, a, the scheduling? Um, promo cards? I call them promo cards, like, where there's a picture and then there's, like, the release dates for each episode and the description. Yeah, I think it's scheduling. I, I'm not sure the proper, yeah. the proper name is, but yeah. I, like, I, they, I call they give them it... promo cards. I call them promo cards. Yeah, like, they give it out maybe, like, um, a week or two before, like, the actual month. So, for October, we'll probably get proper promo descriptions, like, episode descriptions maybe a week or two before the season airs. Yeah, it's like three weeks minimum before the premiere, if I recall correctly. Okay. So, I guess, with that aside, we can go right into... Uh, the first episode, or the first segment of this episode, which is Contagion. So, Contagion is written by Michelle Cavan, storyboards by Drew Applegate and Cheyenne Curtis, and directed by Derek Kirk Kim, and animated by uh, Sunman, Image Pic- Sun- Sunman Image Pictures. So, the episode starts out with Anne. She's, it, it's raining, so she wants just like to sit in and just relax. And then just when she gets comfortable, Hop Hop like bursts in, demands Anne like get up, and then they're preparing since the storm is so bad, like they have to go outside and make sure all the crops are okay. But then Anne Anne doesn't want to do that. She doesn't want to like she doesn't want to work. So she pretends to be sick by making up an illness called a mocha latte. Yeah. So the planners buying the act, they let Anne rest at home while they go out and do all the chores. And then we get a montage of Anne just like goofing off while the planners are doing all the work. Then the planners come back and then uh, Hop Hop and Polly like look legitimately, legitimately sick, and then eventually like the same thing happens to Sprig as well. They show a bunch of symptoms, and Anne decides that Anne tells the planners that she'll take care of them, even though she's sick. Not really. She while well, she's sick as well. So then. Uh, and just like we get a little quick mini montage of like Anne trying to like help out the planners. Then eventually she starts cooking like some kind of soup. And then she throws in some red mushroom. And then she feeds it to the planners. And then all of a sudden, uh, 
Hop Hop starts getting like his feet turn red, and then after checking some like book, we find out that it's a disease called red leg, which slowly the color like the color rises up through the body, and then they <laughs> they don't say die; they just say like they leave this ungrateful world. And then the cure for this red leg, for red leg, is a pond on top of a mountain called the Peak of Health. So then Anne decides to take the planners there to get them get them get them better. So we get to the mountain, and it's like this perilous journey. Not too perilous. Is they climb up a steep a steep slope, and then they get to like a bunch of geysers that they have to. Uh, that they gotta like avoid. So then the cart gets the cart gets smashed by a geyser, and then they have to then Anne has to like drag them all. <laughs> so Anne basically drags they once they get past the geysers, we also get like a bunch of stairs that are for like meant for frogs. So like Anne decides to like take a shortcut with some kind of like giant mosquito. They get inside the pond. But then they realize it's not working, and then so the Anne, so the planners pretty much have their their final moments with Anne, and then eventually, like Anne admits that uh, Anne admits that she wasn't sick, but then the planners are still like comforting her, like oh it's okay, like they're not they don't take it they don't take it personally. They just think that she would have gotten more sick, and then. We have this brief moment where the planners like fold their arms up and lay back and and apparently like and pass away, but that doesn't happen. So then they they check the book again and realize that there's a mushroom that has the exact same effects as the disease red leg, but just doesn't doesn't kill them. So then Anne's overjoyed, and then the episode ends with them like. With Anne embracing the planners while Hop Up thinks about the fact that that mushroom was used to like pretty much clean clean the house. It's like a cleaning product, and uh, that's contagion. <laughs> so this episode, like pre the previous episode we covered, was like Anne versus Wild. I I'm not going too off tangent. I just want to bring up how like last week's episode was that. And wanted to be involved with the planners, like in the planners' lives, and do stuff with them, whether she liked it or not. And then we have an instance right after where Hop Pop gives gives Anne the chance to do something with them, and she just like she just dips out. <laughs> so like that that nitpick aside, it's still a hilarious episode where like we get a lot of <laughs> we get a lot of morbid jokes with Hop Pop just insisting on like dying at every uh every slight inconvenience. And uh it definitely reminded me that it reminds me that like Ansel has like a lot to uh improve on. Which makes it all that better when we once we get to season two when we see how much Anne's like how far Anne's come. But then other than that, like, yeah, the jokes are funny. The plot was very... It was nothing, like, groundbreaking. It was just Anne pretending to be sick and then looking after the planners, which is nice that, like, right after... 
like she she immediately feels guilty and then like at least tries to like put everything aside to like try and help try and take care of them and then willing to like climb up the mountain and get beat up which is like a running like i guess a running theme for Anne is that every time Anne screws up she either gets like she either gets her ass kicked or at least like does whatever she can to like amend things <laughs> but uh ben what were your thoughts on this segment um well yeah first off i i it, it, i i like the episode um but yeah it was like it was lighthearted, but it was also like it was also kind of dark in a way the fact that hot pop is just like so willing to just crawl off into the corner of the house and and die under a bit of newspaper without even like trying to put anything in order for like Sprig or Polly when he's like the main caretaker of them. And like at the end, at the end when they're all waiting in the waiting in the water and like on their backs. Um that kind of felt like a that was a that was a touching moment because like I mean you don't really know if they're actually gonna die I mean they're they're obviously not it's only season one halfway through the season but like you don't know that and so it's kind of leaving you in suspense, but then the show's like, then Hop Pop's like, is anyone else, is anyone still alive? And Polly's like, yep. Oh, like Hop still Pop, here. Hop Pop said, is anyone dead yet? <laughs> oh, yeah, and then Polly's like, yep, and Sprig's like, still here. And then Hop Pop's like, Sprig, give me that book. And so that that's when he he learns the cleaning mushroom was what mimics red leg and he he like has some he likes has some trauma when realizing that it cleaned Bessie's stable and he pro and like it was put in the soup so he probably ate all the grime that was on that was in in Bessie's so that that's pretty gross but um yeah like yeah it was a really was, morbid episode it, it was morbid but it was like lighthearted morbid in, in a way. yeah um Lemur, what did what did you think about it? Okay, so I was I have something to say about like Dom's like original um, criticism about this one episode about like how 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 Anne's behavior in the beginning in this episode contrasted to what we learned from Anne vs. Wild. Yeah, 
Yeah, like how she immediately dips out from hanging out with the planters from spending time with them. When the last episode, we see Anne doing everything to just hang out with them. But here's the thing, though. Um, with Anne for this while, it's like, it's an activity that she wants to do with them because it looks like fun. And not only because she wants to hang out with the planters, but also because she just, she thinks that camping with them would be fun. Here, on the other hand, though, like, she not only she has to work, even though she has to spend time with the planters, it also involves a lot of work. Work that she really doesn't want to do. Outside of the rain. Where she'd possibly die. Like, I don't really blame Anne from, like, yeah, it's kind of weird from seeing her be like this after the previous episode, but, like, I can't then I can't blame her for saying no. Like, yeah, some people would definitely want to say no from that, even though, even though, even though she still likes them regardless, she wouldn't risk, she wouldn't risk herself from, I guess, getting herself hurt, or just work in the middle of a freaking rain. Like, who wants to do that? Like, why Why can't the planners just do it the day prior? Unless it's... But then again, like, they don't have, like, a solid... They don't have a solid, like, method of, like, determining the weather of the world. They're still pretty primitive. Um, they're, still pri they're still pretty primitive, despite, you know, technological advances that we've seen from the show. And then again, this is Frog Valley, which is a place that is kind of separated from the larger world of Amphibious, so I can't understand that. Yeah. Besides oh, that... So, sorry, continue. Oh, um, sorry, Lena, to interrupt. Like, the point of the, uh, the reason they're going outside was that they want to cover the crops to prevent, like, the, rain, yeah. the, the storm from, like, destroying them. Yeah, like, yeah, but they could have just done that or, like, or an earlier day. Like like I said, they they have no way of predicting the weather, so I can I I can understand like them going outside because yeah, it's an unpredictable. Amphibia is very unpredictable. Even the frogs themselves do not know what's going on most of the time in their world. But aside from that, yeah, this is actually a really enjoyable episode for me personally. I really like again. I think. You know, despite the earlier, um, the earlier blunder, I the guess. Setup. Yeah, the setup that is weird. Like, I still really like how Anne, it, how this episode shows how much Anne really cares about the planters. Like, yeah, she already feels guilt about leaving them behind, like them getting actually sick, and then do her doing her best to actually solve the issue immediately afterwards that's great development like i don't think that the the, the anime know from like the first episode of the series probably not new so that alone so that this episode alone really showcases the amount of development that n have already has in in the show already which is great and that really and i think that really um carries the development from Anne vs. Wild actually kind of nicely here. And, like, humor here is, like, astonishingly great. 
I think this is one of the first. I think this is one of the very first um, instances where the show really showcases its dark, like dark humor. Like we've seen episodes like this before, but I think this is one of the first episodes where it's really in its full force. Like Hop Pops, Hop Pops, like lackadaisical acceptance of debt is just <laughs> it's it's both it's both disturbing and yet funny at the same time. <laughs> and I don't know why. Like, Amphibia gets dark humor, which is unsurprising considering, you know, the predecessor of the, the spiritual. This is, like, Amphibia is considered to be one of, uh, one of the spiritual successors of a certain show. Like, even then, it, like, I don't The antics in this episode is just really hilarious. Like, the, the entire journey itself to the mountain is just comedy gold like and even even when it's even when it's funny like you can still it still has that sincerity of that it's the show is known for because while it is like the journey itself is hilarious like i said Anne is doing her best to save the planters because she really does care about them and i really like that it's a balance of it ha- this episode has a great balance between humor and heartfelt, like, heartfelt sincerity, which is something that a lot of shows don't really have. Yeah, overall, I think Contagion is a very fun episode, even though it has a very questionable setup. It's a very... As, a, it's, as an overall episode, it's very solid. Thank you, Lieber. And like, yeah, I like that. What I don't get is that. So Bessie's pulling them all. We've seen how fast Bessie could be, mm-hmm. but then like, oh. Anne is like, yeah. Anne is like, Bessie will be too slow, and then she just decides to like drag like the planners with the cart, and we well, see, we get that funny moment where there's like this, some random alligator that just like starts biting her foot, and then like birds start attacking her. Like I just don't get like why didn't like. But Bessie could have pulled them, but whatever. You get like well, argue like the road, the route could be a little too small for Bessie, but then again, yeah, like yeah, eventually, like once the once the mountain gets like once the journey gets more like vertical, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, like and would yeah. take yeah, that, take yeah, over. That's, yeah, that's why I I accepted that. Oh, Is also, that... I want to talk. I want to mention the beginning where. uh, Hop-Up's like, Anne, this is the first, third time I called you. And then Anne's like, no, it's not. And then Hop-Up's like, oh, that's the first time I'm calling you. Like, I don't know why. It was just that's a funny <laughs> moment. I want to, okay. It might just be me, but, like, I I feel like when Hop-Up says, like, calls Anne, he says, like, Anne Newt. Is that, did anybody else hear that? Or am I just being crazy? Right now, like it's like and new. I, this is I want to play. Oh, go ahead, Ben. I'm I'm calling you or something. I might just be crazy. Like, go ahead. I, I want to play it back, but then like it's gonna it's gonna go in into the audio. So like, I I didn't I didn't hear Anut when I didn't hear like anything like that when I, I when know. I listened to it. I might just be hearing things. 
Hmm. Yeah, I don't think there's a mention of newts in in this episode. No, that that's next episode. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, and does like well, her stature does make her similar to a newt. Yeah. Oh, Hop Pop's very uh, direct in this episode, where like it's like I'm I'm pulling up the transcript for this. I know he says something like, oh, it'll be hours of backbreaking character building work or something. Yes, yes, he, 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 did, he did say yeah. that. Oh, <laughs> thankless, hard character building labor. <laughs> Wait, thankless? Thankless, and, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then uh, later on, he mentions like when Anne says she'll take care of them, like Hop Hop's like, oh, that's very, that's uncharacteristic. That's uncharacteristically helpful of you, or generous of you. Yeah, because I think at this point, like, they're not that used to, like, Anne being... Yeah, they're not used to Anne helping around the house, other than that one time you saw her, like, plucking weeds. Yes. Yes. Yeah, she's still, like... Like, I think she's still at the point where she's still, like... There's... She's still more of a... Um... Settler? Like, what do you call I mean, those? A, a rel- like a, a, a guest or a hostel? Yeah, like a guest, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I argued that, like, Anne became part of the family, like, in Anne versus Wild, but, like, yeah. That's, but, like, that's understandable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Hop Hop went out, like, Hop Hop, like, went to grab Anne to do this work, then I, I'm guessing, like, he wouldn't ask a guest to to help with this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I I, th- I actually do think that uh Contagion um yeah, I think Contagion really uh decently follows up Anne versus Wild personally for me. Is, you know, if like I said, like Anne from the first season wouldn't do this. Like now she's becoming more involved with the family. Ever since Anne versus Wild, even though she reluctant, even though she doesn't, re- even though she does it reluctantly sometimes. And uh, we got we got not one, but we got two montages in this episode. Where like the first montage was just like Anne goofing around, and then like I don't know if you call it a montage, but like that brief moment of like Anne like. Of Anne looking after the planners, w- would you consider that a montage? Mm. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I feel like it's more like small no, instances. It, it was just like yeah. her helping each of the planters. Like she yes. helped Hop Hop, and then she helped Polly, then she helped Sprig. Mm-hmm. But the first one was definitely a montage. Yes, because there's different music. <laughs> Wait, and, and Anne was like trying on Sprig's clothes. Oh yeah, yeah, the legendary gift. Oh man, what a... <laughs> And also, and then we like, got... go ahead. Oh, go go ahead, Ben. Also, like, each of the planters, like, they they don't really get like the same like illness from from the rain like 
hop hop just gets like sweaty, re- really, really sweaty, sticky, and then like Polly just gets like in inflamed eyes, and Sprig just like loses control of his tongue and keeps like keeps attacking hop pop and hop pop multiple times is just like dang it boy yeah we got two in this episode yeah Mm. yeah he says dang it boy like twice although wouldn't like frogs be like more like in more at home would rain although like like you said like sprig says that he's like yeah they're frogs. frogs We should actually yeah. be taking off our clothes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, and yeah, then Pop Pop's like, put your pants on, boy. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I mean I, I kind I, I, I agree with Sprig, like why are you even wearing clothes at all? Like your frogs. Yeah, but there's oh, a oh, natural. I mean, I guess they're anthropomorphic frogs, so yeah, they got a bit, bit of humanness mm-hmm. to them. And then, yeah, and then Hop Up did say that it's no different, like rain. It's not like, yeah, it's a different kind of rain. Because and it's then a thunderstorm. Bobby just gets attacked by a random log. <laughs> yeah, but then we see Wally just walking like in, through the rain, and he gets pelted by a trunk. <laughs> yeah. Poor Wally. Poor Wally. He'll get his time soon. His moment of fame. Yeah. Oh. And then Anne's watching Ab Snatchers. That's just another funny, like, <laughs> thing she has downloaded on her phone. Ab Snatchers? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I keep forgetting that Anne is, uh, is, like a, is a teenager, bro. <laughs> I, I I can't wait to see like what short little TV snippets we see in season three, because like mm-hmm. we got Ab Snatchers, Suspicion, Suspicion Island, Island, that that movie in the one episode, but between like the ballerina the one, like the yeah, no, I think the the and the oh, cyborg yeah, guy. Oh, uh, yeah, that one. The one with the shipping, right. Yeah, so, like, on Earth, like, they'll have access to, like, unlimited Yeah, they'll have media. all the TV. Yeah, and the episodes of Suspicion Island. Probably, there's probably gonna be an episode about the frogs just binge-watching Earth cult, like, Earth, Earth media. Yeah. Junk re- reality TV. Yeah. Like, Junk TV, as Sasha uh, gracefully called them. And then... Uh, what, uh, what else is there? Um, I like the detail of how they added, like, a brick to Polly so that she wouldn't, like, fly away. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, she's a ball. Like she could be. Ah, uh, right. Cause she's she's so light too. And small. She could definitely be flown away. The also, backgrounds for the. Oh, go ahead, Ben. Also, like, 
when when Paulie says like who will take care of us like I don't know about you but that that was like when when that voice actor said said that that was like that that tugged at my uh that tugged at something there for a moment it was like that that was that was that was pretty sad like like that was that was emotionful But go go ahead, Thumb. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, it was... Yeah, even, like, even though it was, the ending was played for laughs, laughs, it was still kind of, like... The planners really thought that, like, this was the end for them. <laughs> and they were, like, surprisingly, like, content. Yeah, because, you know, Amphibia is such a dangerous place that could die any moment, so... I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they were actually content with dying. And then, like, Polly, like, very weakly, like, she's, like, telling Anne, like, in her dying breath, like, you're a hero. <laughs> and, like, that just, like... That just, that just like, breaks Anne. Anne <laughs> to, like, reveal the truth and stuff. Yeah. And, yes. uh... Sorry. No, no, go ahead, Lemur. Just... Uh, well, yeah, I was gonna say, like, yeah, I think that's really, you know, it, it also showcases how... I I, be, I repeated this multiple times already, but, like, I think Contagion is, like, another example of how Anne has really been slowly being accepted as planter. Like, Polly saying that is like another great example of it, and it wouldn't really, and it wouldn't stop there because next episode is also going to be about that too. We'll we'll talk about that later. What's the next episode? Family oh, Shrub. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like next week. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. The next segment. Next segment. I mean, other than that, like, I just wanted to bring up that like the backgrounds for this episode like once we get to the like the peak or the mountain it was really it was really like nicely done very tranquil yeah <laughs> i just i just like how the <laughs> dude i just saw the freaking like the, the scene where the planters are like accepting their dead and just lying <laughs> It's fucking. It's it's really hilarious. Though. Oh, you're talking about like the pose when they like go off into the yeah water. the pose yeah the pose yeah. where they like just lie down. I just ah, this show is so morbid. It's so hilarious. I don't know why. Oh, like it's yeah. I also, I also liked when like Anne is uh when she Anne's taking them through the, like the geysers, mm-hmm. um, uh, like Bill Farmer. He's like he's just screaming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like this is another episode where just like overdone stuff. Like it's so like they put way too much effort into something that is so simple. It's over. It's very over the top. Yeah, it's over the top, but it works so well. Like it's not over pretentious. It just works. I guess. This is a good time to uh, 
to go on to the next episode, Family Shrub. Unless, do you guys have Yeah. I think we've covered yeah, everything. Yeah, there's, like, in the grand scheme of things, there's really nothing much to discuss about this episode. It's, it's just a fun, like, a very fun and solid episode with some nice developments along the way. Yeah, I thought that was just, it was okay. But, mm -hmm. uh, I guess... Yeah. Moving on to Family Shrub. Yeah. So Family Shrub is written by uh, Geneva Mai, storyboard by Aaron Austin and Hannah Ayobi, and directed by Bert Yoon. So the episode starts with the planners working on their version of the family tree, which is the planter family shrub. So Sprig and Polly aren't that enthusiastic about working on it because they think their family, their family lineage, I guess, is kind of boring. And Anne's like totally not interested because like she's not. She she doesn't. She, she thinks there's nothing for her to really do since she's not technically a planter. But then Hop Hop like rightfully points out that you don't need to be blood to be a planter. So, like, Hop-Hop, like, tries, like, hyping up some of, like, their relatives, but then, like, fizzles out. And then eventually they run out of glue, so then Hop-Hop goes to the store to grab some glue, and then just tells, like, the kids to stay there. <laughs> so Hop-Hop so Hop -Hop leaves, Sprig and Polly are just, like, venting about how, like, their family isn't interesting. Then Sprig just, like, he moves around, and then, like, he conveniently, like, presses, like, a button. Or he presses a painting that happens to have, like, a button, which opens up, like, a secret passageway where the fireplace used to be, or where the, the mantle used to be. So, they, they just, they, of course, head down, because it looks dark, dangerous, and that's just how they operate. They go down, the door closes behind them, so they have they just have to go forward. They the first room they find some sort of like laboratory or storage, like like some kind of like storage area for like experiments. And then they find out that uh, this room belonged to one of their ancestors, Skip Planter, who like did all sorts of like. I guess tests, and then Sprig pulls a lever, and that like reveals this like mutated like pumpkin monster, and then like Sprig like Sprig befriends it or loves it to like tame it, but then eventually he just betrays it and like kicks it back into the cage. Then they fall down, like the floor breaks under under them underneath them. They fall down, then they find the second room which is some sort of, like, armory, which belonged to uh, one of their aunts, like, Aunt Pollyanna, who was, like, this, like, fierce warrior. So here, like, they activate the defense, like, not defense, the training simulator, and then, like, of course, Polly being the, uh, I guess, the warrior in the family, she, like, uh, just starts, like, Wrecking the wrecking the training simulator beats it, 
and then turns off the defense system, and they all run into the next room. And then the final room belongs belongs to, I think it was Emma the Newt, and she was like she she is wasn't related to the planners, but then she became part of the family, and she was had a bunch of like puzzles and board games in her, uh, I guess, area. And then eventually, like the the exit is actually a puzzle that's similar to Anne's like game, which is like which is a copy of te- Tetris. So then, they try being the child. Like the challenge starts, and then like the wall, the ceiling closes in on them. And then Anne eventually like figures out a way to, she beats the puzzle basically, and then they are able to escape. So while all this is happening, we have like Hop Pop just like, comedically looking for glue. Loggle show shows up to help him out. Then Hop Hop gets like trapped under all the glue, and then like. Like just like some kind of weird like glue monster. It's like it's all played for gags, and then we cut back to the planners. We cut back to the kids after they escaped. I guess the underground, uh, the underground levels of the planner home. They are like have a complete new outlook on their family tree. And then the episode ends with Hop Hop. It ends with them explaining everything to Hop Hop, and then Hop Hop very uh, enthusiastically decides to head down with Loggle glued behind his back. And then the kids rush off to help him. So that was Family Shrub, and it was a, it was a really fun episode. It was really interesting to see how the show. So. Like when we look back at season one, after like watching season two, there's a lot of instances where we can see where some of the stuff they've uh, established, the groundwork in season one, pays off in season two. This still feels like an episode that I think hasn't really an episode that hasn't really like played up its significance just yet. And whether or not that'll happen, I think will either improve or hamper my enjoyment of this episode, which is still it's still a great episode. But then when you think about it, there's some things. The overall main point of this episode was to show, I guess, that the planners, there's more to them than meets the eye. <laughs> Transformers reference, sorry. But <laughs> um, I guess it shows like what whatever happens in the future from here on out, like whatever like dangers what when the dangers escalate that the planners aren't like the pl- the planners are equipped to like maybe like deal with whatever obstacles come their way because like all this like adventuring is in their blood, I guess and I mean, it's worth knowing that, like, one of the ancestors, I think Sprig mentions that the scientist, Skip Planter, was their great-uncle. So technically, that's either Hop-Hop's, like, brother or brother-in-law, technically. And then the fact that Hop-Hop, like, that we know as, like, as of two seasons, that Hop-Hop was completely unaware of all of this, is kind of, like, was kind of odd to me. 
well, it, it wasn't odd to me back, like, back in Season 1, because we didn't know the extent of what Hop-Hop knew. But then, like, even now, after two seasons, I'm kind of surprised that he didn't know there was, like, the super underground, multiple levels of, like... Like, for any Castlevania fans, like, basically the planners are pretty much, like, the Belmont clan, where they're, like, this, like, super secret, maybe super feared family with, like, a large <laughs> influence on probably the land probably in Frog Valley, or maybe even Amphibia itself. So, I think I've gone on too long. It's just that it was a good episode. The jokes were great. The the plot was great. But I'm curious whether or not this is the last we've seen the last we've seen of this episode being referenced beyond maybe like a minor, just like a minor minor reference, but like actually something substantial. Those are my thoughts. I guess, Ben, what, what were your thoughts on this segment? Um, okay. Uh, first things first, yeah, good episode. A lot of great, great, like, great little jokes and stuff. Um, yeah, I gotta agree, like, how Hot Pop being 70-something years old Probably having, or 68 okay having lived like in the house how long and like probably doing how many renovations like like considering the basement got flooded how like he didn't like they didn't like run into any of the underground rooms at all doing stuff in the basement like either present day or in the past is like kind of beyond me because like seems like something you would maybe want your family to know about like they could use those areas just as part of the house I'm guessing, like, part of, sorry to interrupt, like, I'm guessing, since, like, this is, like, a very, like, elaborately complex design system, I'm assuming they probably have a way of keeping the water out. But, yeah, continue. Yeah, maybe. Um, but I, I, do, I do like how the how this start when Anne's like, you know, Hop Hop, in my world, we, we call this a family tree, and Hop Hop just, like, just straight up insults her, saying something like, well, your world is a bunch of weirdos or something. He just, he just, he just insults her, basically. Just saying it's, like, weird. Oh, that's because everything, everyone in your world is crazy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, dang, Hop Hop. Like, Um, let's see here um, yeah this is one of the few times I wish like Hop Up is pretty like involved with like the adventures with the kids more so than like other shows we've seen like but this was like one instance where I really wish Hop Up had stuck with the group <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. And like, uh, yeah, when Hop Pop's like at the store, he's like, he he's for some reason like the only character who's shopping there at the moment. And for some reason, it's just all glue. Yeah, was it just like, like a glue store? Like, I, it what it what it didn't look like Loggle's shop from the Kane Crazy episode. So, like, maybe it was just like a craft store, but I think all they showed was just glue. Yeah, like you could see. Yeah, the aisle was glue, and then like the aisle behind Loggle was also glue. That's just that's. And they never showed us, like, a, sh- a shot of the store, so we don't know, like, if this is, like, the normal, like, one of the normal stores we've seen. But I'm pretty yeah. sure, like, they just make up, they make up stores as they they go along. It's just a plot area, probably. Isn't it, like, the exact same, like, isn't there, like, Hop, doesn't Hop, uh, Wartwood have, like, a supermarket on it? Or something? Like, a Kmart? Yeah, the, the Grub and Go. But yeah, like, the grub they never go. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure it's the grub and go because it has the exact same like layout from what we see from Toad Tax. Yeah, like I'm guessing that could also be like them reusing assets. But uh, I'm just surprised. Like, why would they have that much? Like a whole aisle dedicated, like two aisles dedicated like, to glue, like a vertical aisle I and a horizontal yeah. aisle. Yeah, I, I don't know <laughs> any Frogs- store in my area that has like an entire aisle. Dedicated to glue, like may, 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 glue. May, maybe one or two shelves, but like not not an entire aisle. Again, frogs love their glue, and like like the, their stuff gets destroyed most of the time. That I guess like a, like an aisle full of yeah. glue is actually you know possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense because they got. Mantis attacks and other monsters, probably on the regular. Yeah, yeah, they have to do a lot of repairing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and and if if Chuck's able to Chuck the tulip growing guy is able to repair stuff so easily, it, it that 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 makes that makes sense why they would need a yeah. lot of glue. So so <laughs> we we yeah, we've rationalized uh, we, we answered our question <laughs> why there's so much glue. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, yeah. What else? Um, I mean, Ben, do you remember when, like, remember when the episode first aired? Like, I remember a lot of people were like, we were all really excited, like, oh man, like, the planners aren't just, like, farmers. Like, they actually have, like, a substantial amount of history, like behind, like in in their in like in their family tree, and then we never learned about their parents. But yeah, we, the, at the least most we, we know... learn about their parents is that they were just. Well, this is spoilers. Everybody listening, uh, I mean, they yeah, were we know... they were they were killed by the parents or whatever. However yeah, but at long this point, ago. yeah, but this yeah, is but like, we, at this point this in twenty nineteen. Like... Mm-hmm. We we just we just didn't know anything about the parents, even though they're time of family tree or family yeah. shrub. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like this is did this we, is a retrospective did, series. 
did the shrub did we ever get a shot of the shrub that like showed their parents or I don't think was no. it just no As we would have we would have it would have like we would have been thinking about it by now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think was Hop Bob showing their family shrub. I don't think so. No, he like, wasn't showing. I don't think either. we yeah, ever. Yeah, the shrub think... is more like an ancestor. Yeah, it's for their ancestors. But granted, they had Hop Ops like parents. They had friggin' Pop Ops uh, great uncle. So basically, like Hop, someone on Hop Ops like. Age generation, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but Alina, what were, what were yeah. your thoughts on the segment? Alright, so um, I I feel like this is this episode does something so, like something I rarely see on shows like this, where like they like they present this huge amount of like this huge amount of locate like. A huge location that has a huge amount of lore, and like it may have set things in the future, but they present it in a way that it feels like it's not that important. Like, <laughs> you know, like it's only relevant for the like this episode alone. But I, but we all know that it's going to be, it's going to have a huge play on probably the future of the series. Uh. I do. I, I agree with what Dumb said about how this episode has, how this episode's significance hasn't played out yet. Although I have no doubts that it's going to play in the future, especially in season three when you know the pink frog and all of that stuff. And there's also like Sasha, work. Okay, I'm I'm I may be a bit uh jumping the gun a bit, but I have a feeling that Sasha and Grime may found out about the secret um underground um tunnel sooner rather than later when they're settling in, in Warwood. Yes. Yeah. I well there's also this episode to me, uh the, but the biggest takeaways for me from this episode are are two. There are two takeaways. One is that the planners aren't uh, aren't what they are aren't what they seem. They're not just they're not just farmers. They're adventurers, like a scientist, like a traveler, a warrior. They're they're not just they're not just contained in this one simple site, guys. And another thing that uh, this episode close. Uh, tells me is that Anne, this is the episode that really solidify Anne as, the, as a member of the planter family. If, if Anne versus Wild is the is the catalyst, this is the solidifier. Family Shrub is the solidifier, especially with the significance of Emma Danute, who is someone who is not a frog, is not related by blood by the planters, but still consider them as family regardless because what is of what um hop pop said earlier it um blood is not what makes you a planter it's the bonds that makes you a planter and the significance of emma the newt being a planter real is a comforting fact for Anne because it really it really shows that even if she's not a frog 
or related to the plaintiff's blood. She is a part of the family now. And I really, and to me, that is what makes Family Shrub to me so important, regardless of the whole planter family war, because this is, this episode not only solidifies um, Anne's place in the planter family, but it also solidifies, but it also sets up for what comes immediately, um, what comes in the immediate future. And what, I'm, what I mean by that is the next two episodes that we're going to discuss. But yeah, aside from that, sorry, um, continue, Tom? No, 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 go ahead, finish your thought. No, no, I, I, I'm just thinking about ahead. I, I want to hear your thoughts first. Oh, because like, to, I, I think we've, we've, I've mentioned this like in our chats, but like, this is an unpopular opinion. I did not like how, like, when, when, when we see Emma the Newt, the parallels to Anne are not. So, they're not subtle. They're at not all. subtle. And, oh, okay. Yeah, I can and see. I, and like amphibia, you, amphibia, amphibia doesn't usually like. Amphibia usually tells you how what it. They they're not. Amphibia doesn't always. Amphibia usually uses dialogue to like convey a point. But occasionally they are. They do have like moments of subtlety. Such as maybe mm. like best bonds when like when Sprig when Anne's making like the comparison in her head of like making Sprig her like best friend here compared to like Sasha and and Marcy with like the photo. So Amphibia can be subtle, but and like one of these moments like this was a moment I think in the episode where they could have been, they didn't need to make a one-to-one comparison with Emma the New, like giving her like the same kind of like outfit and same hairstyle. That felt like kind of too on the nose for me because I feel like like kids kids aren't that stupid. If if they still had Anne talk about, oh, I guess she wasn't really a planner and she still like she still was part of the family. Like we, we people would still gotten the point and. I think kind of making it so one to one, kind of like made the moment less serious, yeah. and not less serious, less like meaningful, and, and that's probably why like I'm so like I'm so like uh, determined to like cling on to Anne versus Wild as the moment where like Anne becomes part of the family because like I felt like here it was like too like in your face. Well, but I, yeah. I know I. I know, I know it's not. At least here in the episode, they they literally say like Anne, literally says she feels like like she can be part of the family, and Sprig embraces her, and like, and yeah, it's it still works. I just it didn't need to be that. Uh, yeah, it, it just didn't need to be that like obvious for the audience. I think, well, but well, I understand. Well, yeah, well, I. I, well, I did say that uh, this is the episode where they... Well, yeah, I still think that Anne vs. Wild is the episode where um, Anne really becomes more of a planter. But, like I said, this is the episode where it really just solidifies that fact even more. It's not, it's not the episode, but it's 
one of the episodes that hammers home that fact. Even though it's yeah, I can agree it's a little bit un it's a little bit on the nose. But yeah, I still think it's a buy. It, it's like the execution is fine for me. Because I don't because yeah, for because I think we needed that for what's to come in the in the immediate future, like I said. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but other, yeah. Aside from yeah. that, I really do feel like the 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 under the planter underground is definitely going to play a part sooner rather than later. Hopefully, because I really, I really doubt this. I'm sorry. Hold on. Oh no! No, no worries. So. Like, I guess, continuing off Lemur's point, uh, like, the inclusion of this episode in Season 1 does not... feels very intentional. They wouldn't... I guess from, maybe, from a writing standpoint, you wouldn't just include this, like, very significant, like... Like, having, like, basically, like, a bunker underneath the planner home, and the planners revealing to be like, having this, like, history of having like, a big influence on, like, the events of Frog Valley or Wartwood or Amphibia itself, it doesn't feel like it was just played for, like, a one-time gag. Like, this, this feels like intentional inclusion to the show. And... Yeah. And yeah, it wasn't, and it wasn't even just the the show could have just established just one of these, like I guess one of these like caves, like maybe the episode could have just focused on like just an underground lab or just an underground like training armory or just like a bunch of like research and puzzles and like I guess intelligence and. I, and the fact that they included all of these in one episode, I feel like they want to show like the planners are very like well-rounded family. They aren't just like they 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 have expertise in like multiple disciplinaries. If that makes sense. And actually, now that I think about it, like we have like the armory, which could represent like strength. And then you yeah, have that's, like that's what I was thinking, like yeah, strength and then the smarts with with the, the lab spot, the first the first area and then the last area being like Anne's like heart or I guess fun. Yeah, <laughs> fa- family fun area, like Emma the nude exploring amphibia oh and it was like kind of like all three amphi- am- calamity powers and i guess for like emma's room this is emma's room is probably where like all the planners would like probably hang out and stuff so i guess you could attribute that to i guess you could attribute that to heart even though it could also apply to like wit like you could argue it's also wit but in in our 
I guess to justify our like our point, it could also it could be heart. Yeah. But uh I, I also like how uh, each room like kinda is tailored to each of the three like and Sprig and Polly specifically in a way. Yeah. Like each each of them like interacted with it in a main way like sprig dealt with that pumpkin monster by like just straight up betraying its trust and just making it love him and then just kicking it back into its cage and then love is the cruelest weapon of all yeah paulie just went like berserker rage on the training dummies and then and did her Tetris puzzle at the end there to have them all get out. And, like, I get the feeling that there's, there's probably more rooms. Like, this isn't... Like, the way they played it up where, how, where like, each planner got their own room. I'm, I'm yeah. guessing there's maybe there's probably more, like, tunnels. Like, maybe it's, like, an entire network. Which is an interesting thought. And maybe, like... And th that's the thing, like, the fact that hop didn't know about any of this, like... I, f I super, like... I I'm, I'm kind of surprised that this show went that route. Like, it's like, imagine, like, in Season 2, hop like, oh, this is my room. Or, like, he chose the study to be his room. I, I don't know. Yeah, but like, I wouldn't be like surprised. I, like I said oh, before, ahead, yeah. He lived there for six, 68 years. He said he's 68, right? Yeah. Like, how, how do you not... How do you not even stumble by it by accident? Like, maybe dusting off the picture or something. Like... I mean, later in season two, we learned that, like, or even end of season one, we learned that Hop Hop, like, traveled a lot. So maybe he wasn't as, like, involved with the family. I, I have no idea. But, like, it's something, yeah, it's something I I would expect Hop Hop to know, especially when he has, like, relatives in, like, his own, in his own generation that were, like, engaged, that were engaged, like, they had, like, their own, like, uh, second lives outside of being like farmers, and like maybe in Hop Hop's case, it was him. It was him being an actor. <laughs> I remember there were theories of like, of like Hop Hop maybe being a spy, and then like the acting career is just, like a cover up. <laughs> those were those yeah. were fun times. And then season two, we got an entire episode with him acting. Yeah. And I think I think Polly in I think it was Bessie and Michelangelo, like Polly brought up the uh the armory again where she like asked Hop Hop she can like grab weapons from oh, like yeah. downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kinda kinda brought up again, but not not too in detail. Yeah, it wasn't like substantial. 
Yeah, so, Lemur, we were just talking about, like, the significance of, like, the, like, how, like, each planner and Anne were suited. Like, it was tailored to each of them. And then possibly there could be more rooms. And then how each of the rooms we saw could arguably, like, relate back to the Calamity Gems. Oh. Hmm. Because, like, yeah. the f- first room being smart, second room being strength, and then the third one being, like, heart or family. Oh, yeah. Oh. Or whatever Anne's power is. Oh, yeah. Wow, I just realized that. That's a great... That's a actually good... Um, that's a good observation. Yeah, I... Man, I really do think that the that this, um... This underground layer for the planters is not it's definitely gonna play a part sooner rather than later. We'll probably we'll probably know a lot about more for personally for me, I think we're going to learn a lot about the pink frog here. Because this because this underground layer is like a landmine of a la- is a mine of like planter knowledge of the past, so <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised if there's um, any information about the pink frog here. Assuming if she's like, if related. she's related, yeah, if she's related to the planters, which I highly, highly think so. I hope. So. I hope. I hope they find a way to like connect her, and then well, we get to this. We get into this like weird gray area for me, where I like the idea of the planters being like being like a grounded like family but like like, like just a regular farming f- family with like this like interesting past but like i don't want them to be some kind of like royalty but i'm sure the show would find a way to like I- i'm sure that like the show will point out like oh just because like the frogs are like are descended are descendants of like someone super important that doesn't like change like what what like, their capability is yeah what I, their... yeah i get it and i don't really think that the pink frog is royalty anyway i feel like she's just she's more of a personal friend to of andrea yeah a personal friend of andrea's instead of actual member of royalty which that alone itself is actually really important Yeah, like, she could have been just, like, another traveler, and then, like, she became friends with Andrews that way. Mm-hmm. And the Toad, as well. Barrel. Oh, not Barrel, but hopefully it's Barrel. <laughs> hopefully it is Barrel. I doubt. I 100% believe it. <clears throat> but, uh... I wanted to cover... There's something else I wanted to bring up. Uh, we covered... Oh, I, I think Lemur, you mentioned like maybe Sasha and Grime. Oh yeah, they, like, yes, yes. Like, yes. Part of I would like for them to just, I would like for them to discover this just to have like appreciation for the planners. But like the idea of them like of Sasha and Grime staying at the planners like place while they're away, kind of like I just from like from from, from like a plot standpoint. It, like it makes sense, but like part of me is thinking like 
but didn't Sasha and Grime like constantly try to betray them? It's like, and now they're sleeping in their like in their house. Like, come on, like ah. <laughs> well, okay. To be fair, like to be fair, the Wartwoodians do not know what the heck happened to um to the castle to Utopia. Yeah, that so. makes it even worse. <laughs> like the, okay. they don't tell anyone that they that they like tried to invade the capital, and then now they're just like casually sleeping in like Hop Hop's bed, like. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I hop, think Hop 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 get gets back to Amphibia through sheer will because Grime's <laughs> sleeping in his bed. <laughs> well, I don't like, think they're gonna do that personally. I think they're gonna sleep in the basement personally or the couch. Like Hop Hop feels like a disturbance in like the force and he just like <laughs> ground pounds he ground pounds like a portal, like through sheer will, like like a portal like under he just tears he tears Earth apart like like a crack between the tectonic plates, and it's like pops out the other side into Amphibia. <laughs> He's like, "Get the f out of my!" I didn't bed. know you could do that, huh, Pop? What the heck? There's a lot you don't know about me, Sprig. <laughs> you don't know anything about me. That's my secret. I'm always hungry. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh... Although Sasha sleeping in the basement, just like Anne, would be a great parallel, though. You can't deny that. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be yeah, like yeah, like she Sasha was originally sleeping in like in the jail mod, cell, modern modern amenities. Yeah, in Toad Tower. Now she's like just in the in the in the normal area. Mm-hmm. Although she spent some time in the jail cell yeah, before, like jail. when she started living like royalty. I want to say sell, then royalty, then important. nothing. Yeah, yeah. I would. I mean, like, I really do think that uh, Sasha and Grime living with the plant, living in the planter hassle would be a great like growing experience for them because not only it like it makes Sa- I guess Sasha like have an appreciation for the planters, but also for Wartwood as well, which is. I do believe would be the major one of the major focuses of season three, which is building Sasha's relationship with the Wartwood with the Wartwood again. Yeah. Yeah. It's from wondering how much time they'll they'll spend on like if they do spend time on that, like how like they'll they'll find a way, I guess. Like I'm not yeah. gonna doubt the crew. And to be fair, Bessie, Bessie and Microangelo needs caretakers. Oh shit! I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure Bessie can Bessie can look after them. Like Bessie's a responsible. She's true, more responsible but, than Grime and Sasha, to be true, honest. True, but like true, but like they're still animals, and they're they're hey, they still hey, what, 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 we, no, 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 no. I meant, I meant, I'm, I meant in like in a practical sense, you know. Watch them like They're... come back to the farm, and Bessie and Michelangelo are just running everything perfectly. <laughs> yeah, like Bessie's just toiling the crops and just watering everything, and everything. Bessie has to look nice. Bess- Sasha and Grime. Bess- Bessie, <laughs> Bessie, and Sasha butt heads because Sasha tries to be com- commanding to give like Bessie, and Bessie takes no nothing from that. <laughs> yeah, Bessie, 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 don't won't, take Bessie no won't take Sasha's. Yeah, 
Two yeah. picks of shit from anyone. <laughs> yeah, that's. Yeah, I was gonna say that, but like, I feel I thought the podcast would be <laughs> would be jeopardized. Nah, it's fine. We need we need something to prevent YouTube from marking this as kit for kids. All right, right, oh, yeah. <laughs> right. We, we still want comments on this. Yeah. True. Do we though? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody swear. Yeah, Bessie, Bessie is not gonna take any shits from Sasha or Grime. Maybe Sasha. Like we, we like, have an episode of just like their, they track their mud into the house, and Bessie just walks behind them, wiping it up the fall off the floor <laughs> as they yeah. as they walk. We something. just have like eleven minutes of uh, Bessie like asserting her dominance. Like Sasha, like how would that even work? Like a snail tea posing. Bessie literally like stands up, and that's when we know like shit's gonna go down. (laughs) Sasha starts hearing boss music. You guys just made me realize that I needed a Bessie and Sasha episode. Ah, man, that's an episode I actually really want to see now. Like, it, it wouldn't need any dialogue. It would just be Bessie, like... It'd be Sasha trying to, like, do the same... Just do the same act that she's done ever since she came into Amphibia. And then, like, you finally have a character who just doesn't, like... Yes! Yes! Who just happens yes. to be Bessie. <laughs> yes. And, like... And, and like, Bessie... I think Bessie knows what happened with Toad Tower, right? I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. Because I feel like, oh, so, yeah. yeah, I feel like, uh, I feel like the planters would, ne- would probably not hold that information from Bessie because she is their pet, and like she can tell, like they can tell her whatever whatever story they can they can because you know Bessie wouldn't speak back. Bessie's a good listener. Yeah, Bessie's that's a good why listener. We love her. <laughs> yeah, and also like, also, I I actually really also like the idea of like the the planter underground. Going back to the topic, I also like the idea of the planter underground being like Sasha and Grimes' lair for their their rebellion. <laughs> yeah. Their bat cave. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Because they have. They have the they have the science there. They have the weaponry, and they also have like the studies that they need. I feel, yeah, I feel like the yeah, planter... it feels like the perfect. It feels like a perfect like stronghold, which I yeah. feel like. I feel like that's what the planner home used to be when Marcy mentioned like how old it was. Oh yeah, yeah. I have no. I have no doubt that this is going to play. A part in this in season three sooner rather than later. I have no doubt. It's definitely go, it's go, it's definitely going to come back eventually. But I guess I think we've I think we've covered everything we've needed to to say. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, any any last any final thoughts? I think we've. I think we've yeah. covered everything. Yeah, I, I guess good, so. Like, good episode, possible dealings in the future, and mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so... Like, sorry. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, 
I was actually going to say, like, there's really not much to say about these episodes. Yeah, because we haven't really seen maybe the possible payoff of Family Shrub just yet. So I'm yes. hoping we do get some sort of payoff. Otherwise, if it's season three episode, yeah, that's 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 the thing. If if we don't get any kind of follow up on this, then we're just going to look back at this, look back at this episode, and think what could have been. Which mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. Yeah, but I. Go ahead, Lemur. I, I'm no, no, no. I, I was, I was gonna say just yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all yeah. you can do from all. Yeah, yeah. E, e. So I think, I think that pretty much concludes this week's podcast. Thanks, guys, for for coming by, coming on to give your share your thoughts, and then You're welcome. And next week we'll be covering Lilypad Thai, Lily Thai, and Planner's Last Stand. Interesting. The last, the last episode before the yeah. mid-season finale. Yes, the one is the one that actually everyone is waiting for. <laughs> yeah, well, if you if you stuck by, if you stuck by for. If you stick by for uh, croaking punishment and cracking or cracking Miss Croaker, you you get an automatic you get automatic uh, dibs on like future episodes. <laughs> I'll I'll plan to. The, the, the early guests gotta be rewarded. The season one guests have to be rewarded for their yes yes. All right, I'll be but, there for yeah. I'll be there for Grubhub Day as well because I want to hear your thoughts about that one. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> All right. Say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. See ya. See ya.